feeling like a bad Matt Barkley tonight. That's all I'm saying. A bad man. Folks, thank you for joining us for a brand new special episode of Trainwreck tonight. We are live here at Studio D in Chica Vegas. I'm your host, Degenerate Al. We got Maniac in the building. We got DJ Supreme and a very special guest, Marcel Louis Jacques. Oh, man. And he nailed that pronunciation. I just got to know. In the pre-production meeting, there was no discussion about how to pronounce the name. This is a culture gentleman sitting here to my left. I don't know about Degenerate, man. You've been places. Look at that hat. We know, what's, been going, we know what's going on here <laughs> at Studio D. Maniac show sponsor. Folks, it's West Her Auto Group. 24 locations across Western New York. The perfect spot to lock up a new vehicle or upgrade today, just like our Buffalo Bills locked up that playoff position. Yes, and that's what, that's what I was saying. This is a special episode. It's the Buffalo Bills playoff clinching episode edition. Marcel, we got to hear your thoughts first, but what a massive win for the Buffalo Bills on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, it was, and I think that's becoming kind of a trend for Buffalo this uh, this season. you just seen them time and time again, especially over the past three weeks, rise up to the occasion when all eyes are on them. That I mean, you saw it first up in Dallas when it almost just made too much sense. You couldn't see it on paper. You couldn't see the matchup on paper in which Buffalo had an advantage. Yep. But you just knew that, you know, with, with Dallas in disarray, with a chance for Buffalo to kind of show what it's really working with in Western mm-hmm. New York on national television, you felt like they would come through. They did. Uh, even that 1 p.m. kick against Baltimore the following week. It wasn't prime time, but most of the nation was watching. They came through, even if it wasn't a win. The fact that they kept it close against Baltimore, that's widely looked at as the class of the AFC. I, I mean, that's a, that, that's a huge feather in their hat, man. And then this past week, Sunday night football, everybody that's still awake is watching, you know, that West Coast. They're, they're blessed with the great kickoff time. It's what, like a 520? Yep. Man, man, I'm jealous of y'all. But uh, shout out to the West Coast, baby, California. There is no better time zone than the Pacific time zone. Sports are incredible oh, out there. Elite. And- elite. You gotta ask both of you guys, isn't it like every week now the biggest Buffalo Bills game in the past 15, 20 years? You hear that literally every game now. Yep, I dropped my exclusive on Twitter three weeks ago. As we continue a march to victory, we continue the march to hype. Every week is more important than the last. It feels like the season, the last season of Boy Meets World. You're just, the stakes continually get raised. With that said, I'm not looking ahead to New England yet. I'm still basking a little bit in this Pittsburgh Steeler victory. Like, you just sometimes you see a product on the field and you just know, wow, this is this is significant. And, uh, you know, it, it, it cracked me up on just watching fans on Twitter because, uh, you know, fans out here have what I'm starting to call uh, clairvoyant pessimism. They want to be able to say, oh, I knew that was coming. I called that one. And so Poyer picks that off and, and Bills go three and out and you just it's flooded on Twitter. Yep, here we go. This is Buffalo. Seen this too many times. Oh, here we go again. Yep. And uh but, man, just, just being able to finally, you know, witness a moment like that. Uh, obviously, I haven't been here that long. Uh, I have no rooting interest in what happens on the field. I know, I know, I know. But come on, man. I got no rooting interest in what happens on the field. But I can appreciate great football moments. And, and, and that's a great that's a great football moment. Four 10-win seasons in 20 years, man. So th- that's, that's significant. This is my first time in my life, technically, actually – remembering a 10-win season. Yeah. And it was a great moment. I was actually at the game in Pittsburgh. And after that, Poyer INT, the amount of Steelers fans that just left the stadium. And then obviously that awful holding call where I look up and I'm like, oh my gosh, the clock, it stopped. What's what's going on? 
And then you're right, all those Bills fans coming in on Twitter. Here we go again. Here's the, an awful punt. So they're in great field position. And they're down. So, you know, you as a Bills fan, over the past 20 years, that's automatically what you're going to think and say. Right, Maniac? I blacked out when we got the holding penalty. <laughs> like, I went to a nature of reversion where, like, it was similar to, like, K-Pax, where, like, they look for Kevin Spacey, and they're like, did he go back to space? No, he's just, like, under his bed, curled up. That's where I was. I was at rec room, curled up. But luckily, when I get a little scared, the defense can tuck me in like they tucked in Duck Hodges. Yeah, and he just, I mean, he threw a couple he threw a couple ducks up in that end zone. And the, the latter didn't even really make sense. I think it was, what, second or third down. There was still time on the clock. There wasn't a lot of reason for him to just take a shot like that. But uh, you, you kind of had this feeling that, uh, and I think that's maybe, that's maybe a, a turning of the tide in this franchise that, on so many occasions this year, you, you have a feeling that this team's just going to pull it out. Uh, the, toward the end of the Jets game, you got that feeling. Toward the end yep. of the, the Bengals game, even when they, they fall behind, you just still have the feeling that, that Josh Allen's just going to figure it out in that fourth quarter. And that's that unquantifiable quality that he's got. Uh, he can go three quarters of banging his head against a wall and it doesn't work. And it's that frustrating performance that you see. But then in the fourth quarter, it just seems to fall together and make sense. And uh, I think that's part of what makes him special. You can't, you can't quantify the stat. You can't, you can't write it down on paper. It just, sometimes you got it. And it uh, seems like in crunch time, this kid's got it. He's been operating very well in the fourth quarter. And you're talking about getting it done in crunch time. Very interesting game where they kind of got it done in crunch time and then fell back. The Cleveland Browns game. A lot has changed since then. You've been talking about all the primetime opportunities they've had since then. It feels to me like when I look back at that Cleveland Browns game, that was really a turning point in the season. It feels like they say, you know what, enough is enough. We're not going to be the team that loses these kind of games anymore, whether it's got to be the offense making plays late, if it's got to be the defense forcing the QB to turn it over four times in primetime. This is going to be a group, an organization, a collaboration of guys that gets it done and gets victories. And, and real quick, as Bills fans – what are we supposed to do? We haven't been no in this, clue how to act. We, we, no clue no how to clue act. How to, we haven't been in this situation like we've been saying in 15, 20 years. You got people on Twitter saying, act like, you know, we've been here before. We should make sure it's, I haven't been here before. That that should be like the that shirt. Would be and, then, and then so when people are like, stop acting like an idiot, you can just point to the shirt. I mean, Marcel, how about that situation at the airport? Prior oh, aviation. My my, prior fact, aviation was worried. They had, they had about 30 cop cars there. It looked like Frank Gore couldn't even get out of the parking lot in that situation. And uh, he didn't want to. No. He's coming out of the damn sunroof. I, I mean, mean, I mean, it's 1230. The flight doesn't land for another 90 minutes. There's already fans there. That's it is. It's ridiculous, man. It's impressive to see. And it just kind of shows you the that college type love, the college atmosphere that you get here in Buffalo. And I don't mean that as in it's sub-professional. I mean, like, there's just, it's built different. You know, college fans are built different. They love their teams in a little different way. It's just, it's really part of them. And uh, as corny as that sounds, I mean, if you're going to brave 25 degree weather to just sit on a chain link fence and yell at guys who are probably half asleep as they walk off the, oh, walk off the plane, it's exhausting. I was exhausted and I didn't play football that night so for them to you know they're, they're probably exhausted but to yeah. be there freezing cold just to show your support man like that's that's love that cannot be denied and uh I mean you saw it when the coaches spoke uh we haven't spoken with the players yet this week but I'm sure that they were impressed I'm sure they have a lot to say about it we'll find out tomorrow but uh mm. it was part of the reason why Sean McDermott was in I mean probably the best mood that I've ever seen him in in a press conference setting man the guy could not keep a smile out of his face for his standards and if you think that Sean McDermott was in a good mood, you know Jordan Phillips, Deion Dawkins are going to be all smiles tomorrow. So make sure you're following Marcel at, 
at Marcel underscore LJ on Twitter. The guy's getting it done for the banana, banana, <laughs> and maniac. Real quick, I was in Pittsburgh. I got a couple things to yeah. say about yeah. that. Yeah. Yep, I would love to hear. How it. was Rec Room though? That place looked insane. Rec Room. Oh my gosh. You know what? Shout out to Mark Wahlberg and George Clooney because it was a perfect storm at Rec Room on Sunday night. You had a primetime game. You have the Bills playing as well as they've played in a couple of decades. And the people really showed out. It was basically standing room only. It was like a Saturday 2 a.m. vibe at Rec Room versus a uh, Sunday primetime vibe. And the crowd responded. You were getting going nuts on every play. And what other venue do you have that plays the shout song over the speakers immediately and confetti for victory? Confetti dropping from the, from the roof for victory. Shout out to Chris and his team at Rec Room. Again, like I said, I blacked out when Boyer got the pick. So, or sorry, the holding penalty. So I'm just thinking there. Next thing I know, I'm on the bar at Rec Room just pouring high-priced liquor into people's faces. And, they, and everyone is just loving every moment of it. So, I mean, if you're looking for a spot locally for this Saturday, sorry, sorry, Marcel, quick plug. Saturday, Rec Room, Patriots are going down, Gary. 4.30 p.m., that's the place to be. But about Pittsburgh real quick. Yep. I did not think that it was as loud as I thought it would be. The loudest situations are clearly when they're doing the terrible towel. I thought that's when they were the most loud. I had to stand up, I think, two or three times maximum in that game. Wow. Like, when I'm in a Bills game and I'm sitting in, I think it's, what, 111, 45-yard line opposing side, I'm, I'm up. I'm up probably at least 50% of the game, especially if the Bills are winning. It's higher than that. And in Pittsburgh, I was sitting most of the time. Like, there was not a lot of standing situations. Which I was surprised. There's a gentleman in my section in 242. I just call him the general. He wears a... A Billy Buffalo winter hat that has the 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 winter glove extensions off the ears all the way down. And wow. when I'm not sitting, like I, he's like in the tenth row, I'm in twenty six. He's like he looks up at me and is just like, get up. And like you know, I feel like I'm being hazed, so I'm I'm up immediately, making as much noise as I can. I think I've contributed to about two or three crowd assists this year. What did you feel about Pitt? Uh, I thought it was loud, but I'm sitting in the press box. You know, I don't get the full experience, but uh, we could hear it. They had this. Uh, it's kind of a weird little door slash window in the box where mm-hmm. you, they climb up the ladder, camera and climb up a ladder, open the panel and go sit out on the platform. Really? So it was kind of an open, it wasn't exactly open air, but you could get a feel for it. And it was, it felt like one of the louder stadiums that we've been to uh, in 2019. But what I was most impressed with was, uh, as far as Pittsburgh, from a Pittsburgh perspective was... They showed up, you know, every everywhere you go, you think, OK, it's a Bills takeover. The fans are all here. Uh, Tennessee, man, it looked like a 50 50 split Dolphins game. I mean, I thought it was Buffalo South, more or less. This was not then you might have had Agreed. a different view. No, me, no, I agree with that. It was quite the, the it was quite black throughout the throughout the stands, yep. throughout the stadium. And uh, they don't disappoint, man. That's a city where uh, they they wear Steelers gear on a random Tuesday yep. in April. Man, that doesn't – there, uh, they do it a lot here in Buffalo, obviously. They do it in Philadelphia yep. as well, where they just ride for their team so much. And uh, that's what kind of bugged me in, uh, when they came to, to Tennessee. I was there for maybe an hour, and I see more Bills fans, more shirts than I do Titans gear. I don't even see any Titans gear. No. That, that Tennessee takeover was something else. I mean, the Bills were on the field urging the crowd to make noise. I've never seen a team do that at an away game before in my life. You never the, see it, man. The Steelers takeover, I, I do want to talk about one thing real quick, because obviously Bill, the Bills fans have been loving the takeovers these past couple seasons, this season especially with the team off to a hot start and obviously doing so well. You had the red towel kind of trend. You probably saw it a little bit on social media. 
I was just, you know, I would never tell fans, hey, if you want to pour ketchup on a guy pregame and go nuts about it, go ahead. Be a crazy Bills fan. If you want to take a shot out of a bowling ball, do it crazy. Whatever tradition you have, I'm totally all for it. But when you take something from another team and turn it into kind of like a you versus us, I'd like, I mean, you kind of have to be a little bit, you know, wary of the circumstances of it. So where would you fall on all of that? Yeah, uh, you gotta respect. You gotta respect your opponent, man. You gotta yeah. respect your fa- your opposing fan base. You don't go into Pittsburgh bringing your own terrible towel. That's like people coming in here and what's the equivalent of a folding of a folding towel? Oh, it's like that's somebody, a good thing. Somebody coming here and breaking up uh, ottomans or jumping on ottomans instead of folding tables. I don't think Buffalo Bills fans are gonna sit there and be like, "Yeah, that's witty." I was, no, they're gonna be like, "Don't don't take our stuff." Yeah. So no, you gotta respect your opponent. I, I was not a big fan of that. I didn't respond. I, I didn't want to get into it. But uh, I also did not see it, so I, I don't think it got a lot of traction. It did not get. I mean, you couldn't see it on TV, so I don't definitely don't think it got a lot of traction. The thing I likened it to was how would you like it if after Lamar Jackson throws a sixty-yard touchdown, all the Ravens fans take out their cell phones and play the Isley Brothers version of the shout song? That's what, what Bills fans wouldn't like that. You're not gonna like that. You respect it. You can have you can yeah. have a rivalry. You can talk your trash back and forth. But at the end of the day, you gotta respect each other because that's when sports can get ugly. Sports are supposed to be fun, and uh, you know people are proud. You can't underestimate how much people value their sports traditions. Uh, Buffalo of all places, I feel like should mm-hmm. know that. I shouldn't have brought up table tossing for the for the record. You know we we are not a fan of of breaking tables, jumping on tables. Is dangerous. Don't do that, kids. At, at Trainwreck Sports, we preach hashtag safe table breaking is what we're all about. No, don't go on any elevated surfaces and don't have anybody else slam you through the table. If you want to jump no. through a table from two feet, okay, then that's uh, that's going to be safe. But don't go jumping off a bus or anything like that. I do have to play devil's advocate. I think if we looked and saw like a bunch of Jets fans jumping through tables in week 17, we'd just kind of like party around them, like go nuts, like... It might, it, it, who knows? But there's, you yeah. know, you're living in bliss at that oh, point. Oh, yes. You know, it's the, the, the True spot bliss. is locked up. Like, it, it, there's not a lot to really worry about. The AFC East might be on the line, but ultimately, like, if the AFC East title's on the line and uh, you, and, and Bills lose to, to the Jets in Week 17 and, and, then, and the Patriots lose to the Dolphins and you blow that opportunity, people will be disappointed. I don't think there's going to be a riot in the street. I, I, oh. I think uh, it'd be it, like, damn, that's If magic gets that, makes that happen, I, I mean. There may not like, be a riot oh, in the street, but you check Twitter Avenue, there will be dumpsters on fire. I feel like you got to take, you know, you got to baby steps. Now playoffs are, are an expectation I know people, uh, in Buffalo. People yep. Baby so, steps. People here. are so tough this year. You got to have style wins over the Redskins and Dolphins. Al Davis, just win, baby. Just yeah. get a bigger number than on the score. You get one and zero at the end of the week. I think, I think it's the gamblers talking too. Cover that damn spread. Cover that spread. <laughs> Cover that but, number. Wait, real quick though, you brought up the Ravens. Didn't they play the shout song? Well, when we went to Baltimore last year, Marcel, first touchdown, they played the shout song in its entirety for the whole commercial break. Yeah, and you want to know? The, I was miserable. And you want to know the cherry on top? Pre-game. Yeah. This, this is the, this was the season opener. Ravens at Bills. It's a monsoon. They played the shout song after the first touchdown and before the game, honoring former Raven and Quan Bolden, like who to Bills is like Judas. <laughs> Judas. Guy gave up. The guy decided he would rather give up than play for Bills. And then, and then, like, like an ex asking for his stuff back, asked if we could like release him from his contract so he go sign with the Patriots. Oh, I didn't Bean see. was like, oh, look at that follow up. Bean in November was like, if you want to come back and play, we got we got your pads here, Anquan. <laughs> you know, it was great. So, oh, yeah, that's not going to sit well. What we wanted to ask you, you got the perspective at a national level. 
is Bill's Mafia made out to what it's all about? What you like what people say. So from other cities, from like the West Coast, and obviously we know what it's all about here in Buffalo. But what's your perspective on you know uh, Bill's Mafia and what we're about? I've been uh, I, I've dealt with a lot of I don't want to say dealt with that sounds negative, but you know I've experienced encountered encountered you know all these <laughs> e words. A lot of fan bases uh, from high school level to yep. like little league parents, man, and college. Uh, this is probably the most passionate and most unique, and that's not a knock on the Panthers, on Clemson, on any high school I've covered. Arizona State. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yes, it only took 16 minutes and 38 seconds, people. Bobby kept looking at the timer, we were waiting for it. <laughs> if you had the over 15 and a half, it covered. <laughs> uh, uh, it's it's uh, unique, man. They they are fiends for any scrap of information. They're so knowledgeable about the team. I don't think I've ever heard a fan base rally for a practice squad receiver uh, like I did Bills fans for Duke Williams. Man, like, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. He made big plays in the preseason. You see him all the time making plays on, on, on Twitter. But, like, the fact that they're calling for him before he was even pulled up and the fact that the announcement that he was called up to the squad was such an event. For, for the Bills that week. I mean, Josh Allen was going through concussion protocol. Yeah. And, and the Duke Williams news. Mega story. Was maybe, big, was maybe just as big. You don't ever, <laughs> you don't see that. You don't. You don't we, see that we, often. We kind of feel like we're part of the story as Bills fans. Like, I know you have that objective story. Like, so whether it's going through a table in the parking lot pregame or rallying for Duke Williams. I want to I want to lock you in here for 30 seconds, though, because this has been a topic I see posted every week when the inactives come out. How does Duke Williams go from being activated and making an impact in that Titans game to getting hurt a couple weeks later, and now it's like they don't even have a spot for him. Like, like I, can you give me a little perspective there? Well, you know, I'm not going to have the the breaking news of why exactly he's not he's not playing, um, but I will say that I'm inclined to believe that the people who are around the team every day know more about its happenings than the people who either see it in bursts throughout the week or only on mm-hmm. Sundays. So there are there's an entire aspect to the Bills that we don't get to see or report on. So it, what is he like in the meeting room? What's he like uh, during the non-media portions of practice? Does he understand his assignments? Can he get yes. open? There are a lot of things that people see, be, but that don't people don't see, but they want to focus on, okay, uh, the only time you gotten to see him, he he made some big plays. He, he caught the game-winning touchdown exactly. uh, against Tennessee. Um, you, you see the highlight. Usually the, the, the Moss yeah. catches uh, during practice, uh, you, you know, it, that I think might skew the narrative a little bit. I think he's a talented receiver. I think he's got a wide catch radius. I think he's got great ball skills. He's obviously the kind of uh, physical receiver that you're going to want uh, in Buffalo once that weather starts to turn and, and uh, you you stop being – you're not able to, to air the ball out so much. But with this offense, I think it, it, it it's working right now. I think what they've got ain't exactly broken. Uh, John Brown obviously just passed that thousand yard plateau, uh, or not plateau, thousand yard mark. Cole Beasley is on pace for the second best season of his career. Um, you, you, Devin Singletary out of the backfield is, I believe, the most targeted running back in the NFL since I want to say week eleven, week I think, twelve. I think didn't you have that set since, since the Cleveland Brown game? He's gotten the fourth most touches or something for running exactly. backs, and he's the fourth best running back in the NFL. Exactly. You wanna you can't lobby for you're lobbying for true. Devin to get more is going touches. Well. If they were scoring ten points a game and they were passing for eighty two yards a game, there might be I don't know why I use that number because it's Duke Williams' number, but. <laughs> With a quick follow-up on that. So, so there, there are definitely things behind the scenes. We've seen whispers the route tree might not be up to snuff. You know, every, there's always factors based on what you've seen and what you've experienced this season. 
what are like the live odds that he might be activated for a week like a week 17 definitely if they're using depth but maybe even like a playoff game if like you said when the weather gets a little bit colder things get a little bit more um i'm not holding my breath for a playoff game uh that week 17 though if uh if the Bills lose this week against uh, against New England, yeah, I, w- I would fully expect him to be active. I would expect uh, I'd expect Yeldon to be active. I would expect yep. to see a lot of guys that haven't really been getting the run that uh, that you wanted to, that fans have wanted yep. to see out of them. Just because you, your spot's locked, it, it is af- it's officially a time where you can sit your starters, and I don't think that's something the Bills have gotten a chance to do very often over the past shoot two decades. Yep. True, but. Uh, yeah, like I said, the the the, the offense is, is going well. It's a run-heavy team right now. I believe – I want to say the fifth-leading rushing team in the NFL right now. Uh, you can't call for more touches for Devin and then also say, okay, but uh, but we want Duke to get you know, 10 targets a game as well. You know, you got to kind of pick your pick your spot here. Uh, you know, pick what you want and, and don't be greedy. I think uh, it's going well right now. I think what they've got is clicking. I think they've shown that they can – they can beat average league average – defenses and as long as they are not elite pressure bringers something like the the Patriots the Ravens the Steelers have been able to do I think they can cook you and that's what you saw against Denver uh what was that week 13 week 12 man these weeks blend together so real quick no more Bills talk (laughs) no more Bills talk man that's all I got it's been over 20 minutes it's time for some Marcel talk oh yeah real quick give me the Jacques some Jacques talk trust me I was doing some research today some Google some LinkedIn so I was all over the place. From Sacramento, obviously, got to be a big big Kings fan, right? Always have been. Always have been. So my first question to you about the Kings then, was the playoff series against the Lakers fixed? No way. We got time? A million percent. It, it had to fixed. be, right? It's not even that a Kings question. Team? When you see, and, and everybody watching at home, go Google the play, that Mike Bibby is elbowed <laughs> in the face by Kobe Bryant, and it's a foul on Bibby? No. They shot something like 26 more free throws than oh, the Kings the sc- in, yep. the, in the fourth quarter alone. Yeah, the free throw qu- number in the in – the, it's like the most egregious thing. Like, it was, tw- it was thing. 25 plus free throws yes. for, for the Lakers in that fourth quarter. Like, you, they were ref machines. I can't like, – trust me. I've YouTubed this. I've watched the, – it's the most oh disgusting – you, you can't even call it's it bad. a bad beat, whatever it is. It's like the most fixed thing. It Was Donnie a part of this? Donnie knew. He, knew what, he, he knew what was going on. Like, I think it was – uh, what was it's his not name? talking about he just, enough. He just, he it, just retired like a, it's last a, year. It's like a bullying uh, Dick situation. Dick, Bar- Dick Beretta? Dick Bavetta? Yeah, Dick, Dick Bavetta. Yeah. Dick Bavetta. Hate that guy. Uh, I can't say that. I dislike that guy because of that series alone. I, I, I don't like the uh, – uh, man. Page is still I can't even – my mind is like doing backflips right now, man. You caught me off guard a little bit here. But I had to – no. It's, you, trust, you know, trust you hashtag Jacques Talk. We always got to be ready for it. But no, then that was – I still remember I was only maybe – I think 11 at the time. And I still remember we had this black leather couch that I was sitting and had full fistfuls of couch watching these final minutes of every game. The Ori shot, having to drag myself to school after. But then Baby comes back the next game with his own dagger. Like, I mean, I don't think, I can't remember the last time the league has saw just true battles like that, where games are coming down to the wire like that. I I know the, all we've seen is, is Cavs Warriors for the past, Whatever, what, what was it? Four years yeah, in a row. Yeah. 
And then you had the Raptors upset them, but it wasn't like a battle. Like, like they just kind of caught him off guard, and it wasn't like they were going back and forth yeah, with like, haymakers every round like those teams were to game it's seven. It's just not the same. Sacramento man. versus L.A., California, West Coast. Oh, and it, that, I mean, that was just an unbelievable matchup in the team of the still, Kings. I can still remember the buildings downtown, I mean, hanging banners that say beat L.A., on them, man. Like, that's where I don't know where else it started, but that's where I think it started. Okay. Where Beat LA is. Breaking that's where news I right here from, on man. Trainwreck. We so, beat LA Sacramento bread. Next question for you. Hit me. Obviously, your your favorite job all time is working for ESPN since <laughs> July. But, you know, you've, you know, you've covered the, Pan- the Panthers, you've covered Clemson, you've worked for Yelp. You've worked for Top Golf. I mean, you've been a re- you've been a referee at Arizona State. What is your favorite? Shout out to our intern right now. What is your what is, what is your what is your favorite job outside of working for ESPN? Let's go! Turn Come up! On. Turn up! That uh, that, shout out to the homework, man. That was uh, I don't even put Top Golf on my resume. Let's anymore. go! Like, that's, uh, that's homework. Homework. I think it was uh, what five months. What was? That? Let me see. <laughs> We the opened. They call uh, that a cup of coffee. We opened uh, Top Golf at Riverwalk in in Scottsdale. Um, I think that was like May because I was working there right before I graduated college. So from May to like August, so only like three months, okay. give or take. Uh, awful though, like I not for me. I can't say awful, just not for me. Okay, just like Yelp. I'm not a salesman, but uh, my favorite job, not related to journalism, was that referee gig at the S. We used to call it was the SRC, the Student Rec Center, okay. when I started college. It got changed to Sun Devil Fitness Center, so I guess the SDFC. But great group of people, like, and I just loved being a referee. It kind of like helped me appreciate that side of the sport. Like Dick Rivetta, uh, not him though. It no. really gave you some Dicky B perspective. <laughs> now I know what he was that going through. That dude is through. just certified not chill. So. <laughs> yeah. But a no, CNC like, for for those keeping track at home. Used to love, man. Like I'm out here, call, I'm out here on a on a Wednesday night. I'm just I'm 21 years old, and these guys are just screaming at me for every little call. And I just just look at them like, dude, like we have we got class together tomorrow, bro. Like, I will don't see ever you in sociology to like tomorrow. <laughs> don't ever talk to me like this again, bro. Like, but like it helped me understand this fundamental rule. And fans watching at home, understand this rule that. They're not necessarily any sporting event is not necessarily just played by the rules of that event. It is played by the rules, how the officials interpret them and how they see mm-hmm. the game. So blown calls, they happen. What they their perspectives, they have the better perspective. They have a different perspective. And you gotta accept that. Uh, you know, if you hang yourself up on I know this is a little ironic, just you know, coming Don't from what it. we just Don't talked do about. It. Don't but do you it. hang yourself up on bad ref calls, you're gonna have a bad time. Just straight up. So you gotta accept the fact that this is how he interprets the game. If he thinks that's a holding call, that's how he interprets the game. That is the power the league has bestowed on him. You gotta deal with it and move on. Unless they're cheating. Like, yeah, unless they're actually unless doing they're it actually on purpose. Unless, unless you're doing something on purpose. Everything changes when you're doing something on purpose. Everything you offend changes. someone, oh, like, did I do it on purpose? No, I'm sorry. It's okay. Did I do it on purpose? I hate you, and I never want to see you again. Like, if they come out and say, if somebody, you know, on the crew comes out and says that referee A and B thought it was the best interest in the league that L.A. reaches another NBA finals, then, yeah, that's that's pretty not chill. But if they call holding, if they call face mask because they think, okay, he might have slapped that face mask on his way down, is what it is. Ball don't lie. You saw that. Ball do not lie. Before we get into Patriots Week and look ahead, I do have to say, 
Coach Felicia Legette Jack on Buffalo says, every bad call is just a deposit in my bank that I'm going to withdraw later. So I love that mindset. And, and, you know, let's just work towards that makeup call. That's all it is. That's it. They're, they're, and I know this because, like, I, I've blown calls before. And you just kind of try to subtly make it up a little bit later. Yeah, give it a little back. So got to bring this up real quick. Ball don't lie. You replace Mike Rodak. So has <laughs> Ball any, don't lie. So Frank and Cheek DeWaga, good friend of the train. I'm not, you probably don't know this. Uh, used to start a GoFundMe to send Rodak on a bus to Boston. Has anyone started a GoFundMe to send you on a flight back to Sacramento? No, but I think my mom would appreciate the fl- a flight home uh, for Christmas, man. <laughs> Let's that's make MLJ's uh, mom happy for the holidays. Uh, Go to GoFundMe backslash send MLJ home 2019 for your chance to donate. And, nah, but, uh, nah, no, but none of those yet. No GoFundMe's yet. So no GoFundMe's just yet from Frank. And then last question about yourself. Obviously, you're a Kings fan. Any, any other teams that you're diehard, passionate about that you follow? Uh ASU, big Herm fan, always have been. Uh, really, that's that's all I would say is uh, that's all I would say as far as die hard. So Arizona State know, football, Sacramento Kings basketball. Exactly, ASU basketball too. You know, uh, Bobby Hurley. You, you know, your boy, your boy, your Bobby boy, Hurley. your boy Bobby, you know, <laughs> your boy Bobby. <laughs> you know, he turned us into a basketball school. But that's like the only. That's the only. I think program that I still teams I refer to as us. I usually don't do that. But, so wait, uh, your former ESPN colleague slash Frank Caliendo, John Gruden, said that Lamar Jackson turned Louisville from a basketball to a football school. So Bobby Hurley turned Arizona State into a basketball school. But what were they before that? Like a beach school? Hey, like a man, desert school? Hey, man. Golf. Oh, big National, golf school. Big Bra- golf school. Shout break out, out Phil the Mickelson. four iron. Oh, okay. Shout out Big Shout Phil, out Phil. Look, that's a national title winning golf school. Big baseball school. We won a... Uh, Won a championship in softball my freshman year as well. Big softball program. Okay. Uh, wrestling as well, man. Shout out Anthony Robles. But way back in the day, that's a throwback. Google him. Uh, we, you know, we are a uh, good diving, swimming, diving school. I think swim Michael dive. Phelps. Swim dive. Let's uh, go. Michael Phelps either is or was some sort of assistant coach. He just likes to, you know, hang out at the program, mm-hmm. teach people how to operate in water. That's what he does, you know. Big time Olympian. Gotta having Michael Phelps on anywhere in your swim program is like having Spielberg when you're making like, a movie. It imagine, doesn't matter what he's doing. As long as his name is on the docket, your program instantly improves. Like, imagine you are on a recruiting trip, and what is the one swimmer that 90% of Americans can name if they say, hey, name a swimmer, Michael Phelps. Greg Luganus. That's scrappy. Just imagine, <laughs> great diver, great diver. Imagine you're just at a, you're on a recruiting trip and oh, Michael Phelps is swimming in this pool. Oh yeah, you're yeah. Like, all right, I'm probably gonna come. I that's know a, him. That's a verbal commit. It's like Will Ferrell and Elf. Like I know, know him. him. Yeah. I know him. I'm but, a devil. <laughs> what was that dude who like got caught in like South America or oh, something? God, oh uh, wait, with the lie at the Olympics, right? Lochte, yeah, Lochte. Jeez, that was just awful. Ryan Lochte, not a devil. Michael Phelps does like ASU. So I mean, do the math right there. That was the equivalent of, like, not tipping at a restaurant, and then you get charged with tax evasion. Like, like it was the littlest lie to just protect, like, the smallest thing, <laughs> and then just, it blew up to the biggest thing that's ever happened. And Marcel, before we get to the Patriots, but real quick, I mean, that UB win over Arizona State was probably Ooh, one of monster. the biggest wins in my Buffalo sports career history. Wow, you can call Marcel cause <laughs> Jay-Z, because he just dropped the mic. Uh, that was tough, you know. Like I said, for a long time, basketball school like Arizona State, you just hate to see upsets like that. But uh, you know, it, it 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 was tough. It was tough. I appreciate Buffalo for not bringing that up until just now. 
Uh, so now I will be looking for housing elsewhere. Um, I can't talk no, you about can't that. Move out of, you can't move out of, out of Allentown, where you're at. Come on now. Shh. I live in North Chicatawaga, actually. It's a big circle. It's like when it's like when you're booking. It's like when you're booking an Airbnb, and it's like and it shows you the circle before you book it because it doesn't want to tell you the real. So like Allentown's huge. North Chicatawaga. <laughs> North. Yeah. I live in West Chicatawaga, far yeah. west. Yeah, far uh, <laughs> west side Chicatawaga. Like about as west as possible. You really got to check out Giacobbi's though, for sure. If you haven't yet, I, I, I know you're a big local spot guy. Big local, always have been. Shout out Macy's Place Pizzeria. That's uh. Shout out Picasso. Shout out pizza. Picasso's. I mean, we'll we'll talk to Macy's when they've been around for for Picasso's legacy, but they have been making a huge impact on social media, like you you and Nate Geary as advocates have been. It's uh it's wild, man. I I just kind of wanted to. I like to share things with people. I like to if I am enjoying something, if I'm peaking, then I want to share that peak. And uh, I mean, those are just they they're the best wings I've I've had in Buffalo, man. I'll say it. You're sharing something you I'll have a passion it. for, and that's something that Trainwreck Sports would never question. That's what we're exactly. all about. That's yep. my, Let's go. That's my love. That's my passion, man. The, the elite, the, here's when I knew that they were elite, man. Uh-oh. So I order, I order my, 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 my wings. A little, little, little single order of lemon pepper. We kept it simple the first time Ooh. around. Lemon pepper simple? And uh, hot lemon pepper, I should wow. say. Wow. <laughs> a double <laughs> flavor is simple? The Come lemon on, pepper Marcel. hot. You know what it is. But okay. uh, nope. So... I, I get the text that my, my order is ready. I left my Allentown residence since somebody dined me out. West, West my, Cheek Dewago. West, West Cheek Dewago. I left my Allentown residence. It's about an 18, we'll call it, minute drive okay. to Macy's. I pick up. We drive back. So we're talking at least 30-plus minutes from order finished to consumption. Yep. And that first bite was perfectly crispy still. Perfect temperature, man. No sog. Not an inch of sog. On those wings, wow. and it's because of the little the hole on top of the styrofoam container, so oh, the steam huge. gets out. That is that's advanced science stuff, man. Like that's when you put that kind of care into the yep. into the packaging, into your user experience. That's when you know that a, a program is elite. And Macy's, that's an elite program. We could do it. We should do a sports science parody off that. Now Marcel was twenty six <laughs> minutes late to picking up his order. Ninety seven percent of food people in this situation are screwed. They're done. <laughs> The flavor is completely lost. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't even find a parking spot oh, at that yeah. time. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. In the back now of the we're firing place. shots. Now we're oh, firing man. shots. Like uh, a self-serve bar. All right. Shout out Nate Gary, man. Like He's, the, he's the, the Macy's advocate, the OG Macy's advocate, man. I just kind of hopped on late, but uh, he's the, that's the dude right there. No, he is. You know what? I texted him before the show, and I go, <laughs> you got any, I was like, you got any inside info on Marcel? What can you tell me about him? The two things he says... <laughs> And I, the, the two things I already know, he loves Macy's place, and he went to Arizona State. Oh. Both Googleable, Nate. Do you know, exactly. You don't think my intern could figure that out? Yeah, more like, more, <laughs> Nate Geary, more like Nate Google. <laughs> Nate Google. Next big question for you. Hit it. You ready? Yep. Can the Bills beat the Patriots this Saturday? This is the perfect the guy to ask down. based on what I've seen on his timeline. Yes. Look, I've been... You know, my colleagues who have been doing this and who have seen the situation more often than I have have been, you know, talking me off the ledge a bit. But I'm leaning more toward a Bills win than I am a Patriots win this Saturday. It's just this was a significantly, I think, a significantly worse Bills team in week four that shot itself to in the foot so many times that it had no more foot anymore. Like, I mean, the three, four turnovers, uh, blocked punt, uh, four interceptions, and they still lose by six. There, mm-hmm. they still put up 
375 yards. The most yards that New England has given up all season, including that loss to Baltimore, which is the number one offense in the NFL. Yep. They were right there and then just self-destructed. I think it's a more it, it is a more grounded, it's a more reliable Bills team right now. I think it's a significantly worse Patriots offense as well. Uh, that defense is obviously, you know, other world Still top elite. Notch. I mean, that's it, it'll go down in league history as one of the best defenses. I think that 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 we've ever seen. I mean, that secondary alone, it feels like every single one of those guys would be the best secondary member of seventy percent of teams in the NFL right now. But it just kind of makes it just makes too much sense. Sometimes logic and reason and, and ration go out the window. Throw the records out. Yeah, sometimes you throw it out because. The story makes too much sense. For example, in Dallas, on paper, not much the Bills did made sense that they would beat the Cowboys in their own stadium on a short week on their day. But Dallas was in disarray. Bills needed a primetime win, and there was just a little bit too much chaos for reason to happen. Right here, Patriots need to win out. All they need to do is win one game, and they get the division. It would take chaos and disaster for them not, not to. to win the AFC East. So it just makes a little bit too much sense. Maybe... There's no indication that Tom Brady is going to retire at the end of the season, but who knows? He's going. Maybe this is Tom's last year. This is maybe the last time that that Tom and, and Belichick duo terrorizes the Bills. This is the last time that they mm -hmm. see it. It would just make too much sense as the changing of the guard happens, as the Bills, who are probably the best-suited team to take over that crown. Uh, Jets and Dolphins are the Jets and Dolphins. So <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly just, said. Hey, give Gase an opportunity. Let him get his guys – and, you know, establish a great legacy in, you know, New York with the Jets. Mm -hmm. I mean, because it's not like guys like Tannehill, Kenyon Drake, or Devontae Parker are all doing way better outside of, outside of Gase. Make sure Gase gets his guys and we and we give him some like, time. Minka Fitzpatrick, just below average. Just make us so more just, like Minka below average, not Minka Fitzpatrick. Le'Veon Bell, trade bars. block. Jamal Adams, trade block. I mean... You guys are bringing it into focus, though. It's all about these trends. And there's no reason for anyone who's covered the Bills for the last 10 to 15 years to think that, no, this is the time that they beat the Patriots. But let me tell you something. You know who thinks that maybe this time is a little bit different? Our friends out in the desert. And we're not talking about Marcel's desert. We're talking about Las Vegas. How many times during the Tom Brady era where he started both games was the spread exactly the same? The same spread at New Era Field and the same field over there at the Razor. In Gillette. Wait, that's a great point. Think but about that. So the public it's, perspective is half, half point, three points. Half point. Well, th but it's a three-point shift because you give three You're points right. for home field advantage. They have shifted. That's and you great. know why it is? Because the Patriots thought they were the most patriotic team in the world. They thought wrong, okay? Because what's more patriotic than being red, white, and blue? What's more patriotic than being blue-collar and working for everything that you gain on the national stage? And what is less patriotic than cheating every single opportunity you get. That sounds like the least patriotic thing to me. Not, not my team. Not my team cheating every time we get. I'm just processing. The Bills are the most patriotic team in the league. Let's go. So, Marcel, are you telling people that to go to Buff Creek this weekend and hammer the, the Bills <laughs> plus, six, yep, yep. plus a six and That's a half? A quote, folks. Hey, look, plus six and a half. I don't make enough for people to become knocking at my doorstep now that they know the neighborhood. Uh, 
to get their money There's back. There's huge if I tell apartment them we building. We didn't need to do that. In West Chicago, there are monstrous apartment facilities. They could be knocking for at but least hours. Maniac just did something though that is not good with the code of conduct. So we'll be talking after the show. I'm under. I'm under review. I'm under review. No, it's not that big a deal, man. Like I'm. I'm hidden. Yeah, North Chicktawaga. Northwest Chicktawaga. Northwest Chicktawaga. Vegas. Southwest, depending on the wind. Yep. But you love the wind, by the way. Big fan of the Buffalo wind here. Oh my God. It was like a, it's like a, we have these things that are called haboobs in, in Arizona. It's a dust storm. You ever seen the mummy? You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Oh, like yeah. That, that big... <laughs> have I seen the mummy? We're talking Brendan Fraser, not Tom Cruise, right? Oh, oh my uh, God, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've the seen o- myself, OG I've mummy. I've seen myself a music on main as a mummy. Where, the, you know, the, the face is in the, in the sand. It's like, you think I'm kidding, but Google haboobs and like go to like the, you know, the, the gifts, the, the images, the yeah. videos, and you will literally see a giant... 500 foot wall of sand just engulfed the city and that's what i felt like walking out the facility last wednesday as snow is just pelting my face my mom's texting me to zip my jacket up i'm trying to tell her it wouldn't matter you know cold is cold people tell me put the sunglasses on you know probably a good idea but i forgot i had them it was so windy i I couldn't so wait sand legit is blowing at you in arizona yeah yeah this is i'm not making this up it's not easy being a sun devil Look, there's a reason we're built for that out there. I'm built for that. Oh, it's still gonna be Sun Devil strong. I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll stay what when you're going to the Sabres game downtown and the wind starts going, that you just start you just start walking backwards. You start doing <laughs> oh, the, the backwards yeah, the backwards. Walk, that's a big. I mean, you you'll, you'll learn once you've been here a little while. A little walk, backwards walk technique. Walking right past Pilot Field backwards. <laughs> yeah, I gotta hit these burst games up, man. These Burrs games? These Burrs, baby. Like, let's go Burrs, man. I, I can't we believe should, y'all don't call We should call go to the Burrs game and just live stream you reacting to everything. <laughs> let's do that hockey, right? Yes, let's do that oh, hockey. Man. I went to one game. It was exhilarating. It was like the end of the maybe like 20 seconds left. Uh, they're tied with the Panthers, and they're trying to uh, – they're all on one side. I, I, You know, I have no terminology built in me. They're trying to put the puck in the net. They're in the offensive and they zone. Cannot, I think they pulled the keep. They pulled yep. the goalie. Oh, that's the most exciting. The keep! The keep! <laughs> yeah. the, keep the keep was falling. Falling the keep! Falling the keep! Oh and my. it was just like – I got the video somewhere on my phone where they're like uh, – there's like cheering as they're close. It's like, oh! And then when they miss. And yep. then it was – Oh no! Okay, we go again. It was just a roller coaster of emotion. I got my eighteen dollar blue light in my hand, like excited as as hell. Yep. Uh, man, hockey is uh, th- that was just that, hidden. There, there's yeah. nothing more exciting than an eighteen dollar like, blue light. Hey, in <laughs> fairness to the Pagulas, while you guys are throwing shade over here, it's a twenty four ouncer. Okay, so it's like two nine dollar beers. Like Very a- true. I will defend Terry to the death because nothing is more important to the Buffalo Bills than a single Terry. All right. So real quick, puck just dropped. In Toronto yep. tonight. Up north. Sabres, up north. We're on plus 170 tonight. Any final word? Well, shout let's outs. get a West Turkeys to the game real quick. One key for the Sabres from you, from Al. Uh, Eichel needs a, a point. To well, I think that's basically the key to every game. <laughs> but you know what the thing is? We're streaking right now, and we're not doing it thanks to Starter Hutton. It's all about old daddy. We're riding Linus and his blanket to victory. As like you said, the Sabres are keeping pace in that Northeast division. Let's hear it. Sabres key to the game. I'm sorry, Atlantic. All right, so what the birds are going to need to do here is um, that that black thing, that puck. They're going to put that in the net more often than that other team does. Uh, Sources tell me that points are important. 
Also, no, you know what? We wanted, we, we wanted standard analysis, not like an analytical, like, you know, 501, you know, craziness. What yeah. would Chad D to Minnesota say about Oh, my that? God. Chad, he would be lost. He wouldn't know what Marcel was saying. Oh, where's the chart? Where's Where do I see who who is having good offensive zone presence, generating high GPI and XGA? Right. Hashtag scores, analytics. If Eichel scores more goals than the, than the Leafs. Is it Leafs or Leafs? The Leafs. It's the Leafs. Le- Isn't that crazy? It's the Leafs. I don't know if I like that. Oh, I we I couldn't hate it anymore. I'm allowed I to say leaves. I hate things. I never realized that. The leaves. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I, I, I dedicated my life to grammar. That's not. Nah. If if Eichel scores more than the leaves, then they probably win. That's big. In, yeah, inside that's, info. Okay. Quick that's, intern, that's get that I'm up told. on on the TikTok because if if they if Eichel scores more than the Maple Leafs, they win. All right, folks. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. Show sponsor once again, Wester. Quick shout out. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I want to give a shout-out to the women's team taking care of business tonight against Dayton at UB. And a huge shout-out to ESPN, Scott Van Pelt, Chris Berman, I think, also signed off on it, on allowing Marcel to come on Trainwreck tonight. (laughs) Thank you very much, MLJ. We appreciate having you. Thanks for having me on, y'all. It's a great time. Any shout-out for you? Uh, No, not really, man. Shout-out to Sun Devil Alumni Foundation. Big Herm fan. Big Herm guy. We're, we're big, big Herm guys. guys. We're That's big Herm guys. Thing, we know he's That's on the train. Got, that, like, o- that opening kind of press conference. I'm on the train. And you don't have to be on it. it. it he also said something about, uh, you know, I'm Catholic. I don't mess with those devils. And we're going to look past that. That was uh, that was different. He had a couple scary moments, actually. Someone gave him a real game jersey. And he asked if this was like a, a women's jersey. Oh, my And it was like, God. all right, man, Herm, you are you got to lock this one up, kid. Like, we... I know you might be joking, but I don't think you are. What but else do you expect from a, from an OG Miracle at the Meadowlands alumni? You know, look, obviously he's not. He's, you know, he's always he's always keeping you excited. Hey, look, Herm plays to win the game, and that's all that matters, man. And We're, now he's got Marvin Lewis, an advisor, right next to him on the sideline. What a staff! Honestly. What a staff! Yeah. Herm and Marvin. I mean, come on. Now, yeah. Quick shout out, UB. Bahamas Bowl this Friday, 2 p.m. Huge matchup, unfortunately, at Buffalo Creek. You cannot bet on it because it's a New York State team, which sucks, so I might be driving to Erie. Uh, but, yeah, shout out, Marcel. Thank you for coming on the show tonight. This show is available after this. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. Thank you, Wester. Thank you for all the train passengers. Eat New England. Good night now.